1: I'm Claire Fallon.
2: And I'm Emma Gray.
1: And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy.
2: We can't live with these shows, and we can't live without them. But we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It with Emma and Claire, a podcast where we dive deep into the world of modern art and floral
0: vulvas. Or, as burgeoning painter and art critic Blake would say, flowery with a twist.
2: As you guys can probably tell uh, from the voice you just heard, this week our dear Claire is taking a much deserved vacation. So, a very special guest is filling in for her Lee Blickley. I'm back. Why don't, why don't you give the people a little uh, update on how you've been since they last heard from you?
0: Well, I've been home with my almost three-year-old daughter, Teddy, as some of you may remember if you listened to Peter and Madison's season with me and Emma. Uh, and I'm also very, very pregnant. <laughs> It's so exciting. With another baby. So, I mean, I hope it's a baby. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hopefully a
2: human. We, you know, we're hoping for the best.
0: Yeah. So I've really been in mom mode. Uh, I'm like, what is life? What day is it? But it's really, really good to kind of step back into work mode and put my brain uh, back into for, that For arena. very important
2: <laughs> things like the like Tamiya the Resort <laughs> and spa. And I mean, frankly, I think that, momming hard has just really qualified you to discuss this episode um, in which conversations about mothers are just in the mix with more erotic fare.
0: Yeah, you know, cuddling just reminds you of being nurtured by your mother. Um, So yeah, I really (laughs) did feel like I was the perfect guest host for this episode so thank you so much for asking oh my gosh anytime and we are just all so blessed
2: so so let's get into the recap you know we we start and the sun is just rising over the tamaya resort and spa and the men are realizing that their numbers are dwindling they are like deeply shaken from the bloodbath of last week
0: it's only seven guys, which I was shaken too because one of the guys, like uh, Brendan, I'm like, who are you and what well, are you he's, doing? like here? looking <laughs> at her notes.
2: She's like, that. What's what is his name? What the- is his name?
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> next week is hometowns. Like he's he's that guy who or girl who usually just sticks around to the end, but you never get to know them or see any screen time of them. So there's
2: one uh, every season.
0: Yeah, that's Brendan this time. So that's Brendan. Who even are you?
2: Meanwhile, Katie is sitting down with Tasha and Caitlin. They're both wearing, like, really cute little collared outfits, I noticed. I very much wanted uh, Caitlin's, like, houndstooth situation. Very good. But Katie's, Katie's feeling good about the seven guys she has left. She has connections with all of them. I don't believe she has a connection with Brendan. But again, <laughs> she has to put him in that group. And they're like, Katie, do you know who your final four are? And she's
0: like, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) But then she's also like, you know, I have two one-on-ones and two guys who haven't had one-on-ones, but I really don't know if I want to give them the quality time. I'd rather spend time with the other guys who have already had alone time with. So, you know, there was a hint right there that
2: Mike Brendan and, and Mike, <laughs> not long for this great. world.
0: Yeah, it wasn't looking great for for them. right for no, the no, they're about but. to be
2: like shuffled off this this mortal coil. Blake is sitting down with all of the men uh, in their living quarters and like really hammering home that if you don't get a one on one, like you're absolutely screwed. And Brendan and Mike <laughs> seem seem to know that. So of course the date card comes, and Brendan and Mike are like, "It's got to be one of us." Like. We're the last two standing,
0: but no. Yeah, no. Greg gets it, of course. Our our boy Greg, but Greg had like the first one-on-one. So Katie really felt like she needed to have more quality time with Greg, which I would love some quality time with Greg too. (laughs)
2: He's very cute. Like, why am I so drawn to him? I mean, I think I said really early that he just reminds me of the type of guy I would have like, seen on hinge and been really excited about he's that sort of like attainable puppy
0: dog hot just so he's just adorable he's from new jersey that might be a reason too. he's from our area (laughs) he just seems very different than the other guys just kind of like laid back but then also anxious about the whole process and like i feel like he could leave at any moment which i think katie feels too she certainly Um, does I always like a guy like that, because then you know, like, he's not just there, of course, for the wrong reasons. (laughs) You're like,
2: I like my men socially anxious and extremely insecure. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, But Greg seems, like, genuinely shocked by the fact that he got this date. And all of the other men, even though they're very disappointed, are so sweet and supportive. Mike P is like, breathe, big guy. You deserve it. Mike just keeps calling him big guy. I was like, oh, is this, like, a little, like— sweet bro nickname stitch that they've come up with that we're just seeing because I yeah, was like, very is Greg into it. Tall? Like is he a big guy? Like <laughs> I think Mike P is the tallest of them all. So I, I think it's like
0: a he just I calls everyone know. else big guy. Yeah
2: he's like you're my little bro so okay big guy you got it. Mike <laughs> P is just like given that like good dad slash camp counselor vibes. mm
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, I I truly love to see it. And People like Michael A. are kind of freaking out that it's about to be hometowns. Because he's like, I haven't had basic discussions with Katie about things like caring for my child who I cannot uproot.
0: Yeah. Or caring um, for his in-laws which I was like, wait, have we heard about this? Like, we have not, and it never comes up again. Yeah, do they live? T- do they live with him? Are they taking care of his son while he's away? Like, I was like, wait, tell us more. You can't just throw that nugget out. And right. are the they singing.
2: also in Akron, Ohio? Like, we have no idea.
0: Yeah, and neither yeah.
2: does
1: Katie.
0: <laughs> but you know, Greg needed that one-on-one time. Not single parent Michael, who has like a huge decision to make about introducing Katie to his son. I mean, let's be
2: honest. Katie is so into Greg. Oh, yeah. From the beginning. I mean, just very into Greg. You know, we we move on to their one-on-one. They meet up for their date on, like, a dusty path, wandering down around the resort. And Katie seems to have, like, finally been allowed to dress the way that she always wanted to. She's just wearing, like, a very plain green t-shirt some jeans and sneakers she looks so comfortable so happy this allows her to do the like classic run and leap right into greg's (laughs) arms and he's also wearing a green tone shirt they're wearing the same outfit katie is (laughs) so tickled by this she (laughs) can't stop talking about it she's like we're matching. Oh my God. How cute is that? How cute is that? We're, we're matching. We're meant to be. We're, we're matching. Be. So,
0: this is obviously my match. You're like my, my love match done. Yeah. Done. We're both wearing neutral green tops and jeans.
2: <laughs> that's all it takes. Call Holly. it. It's done. That's. But I, assume, I assume that's how you and Will dressed on your first date. And that's how you knew. You were like, we have the same color scheme.
0: Of course. And when he doesn't wear the same outfit as me, I am very upset. You consider divorce. I would assume exactly. You consider,
2: yeah. So Katie's like, we're going to have a Seattle-centric date today. And this means that, you know, some very hardworking bachelor interns have set up extremely low-rent versions of various things in Seattle around this Southwestern resort. So first up is Katie's Place Market, which is like the saddest imitation of (laughs) Pike Place Market I've ever seen. It's just like... A smattering of fold-up tables with, like, wilting bodega flowers <laughs> and, like, fish carcasses just, like, tossed on. But, like, fake fish. Fake fish. Thank God. Because it is, I would assume hot. it's very hot in the desert. Katie tosses a fish to Greg. Uh, and he... It's whizzle- a lifeless
0: corpse.
2: It just, it just flops right in front of him. He's terrible at catching it. And he's like, I thought that was alive. I'm very glad it's not. And I was like, I too am glad that yeah. you aren't just like barehanded throwing around rotting <laughs> bloody fish carcasses in the desert. Because that, that would smell yeah. terrible.
0: But then they they continue on to shuck oysters, which were definitely sitting out far too long in the And they're heat. terrible at it.
2: Like I have <laughs> shucked an oyster. Like it can be challenging, but usually when you get oysters to shuck, the they are examined. Like, they're, you're able to shuck them if you've yeah. been instructed. They They can't get a single one. Our producer, Harry, points out that the one that, like, they do end up opening was probably pre-shucked by some producer. And Katie, like, apparently hates oysters. Can't even bring herself to swallow one. She just immediately, like, vomits it back up <laughs> into a bush. And this is how we know Greg is really into her. Like, every time on this show someone throws up, if the other person thinks it's adorable, that's a good
0: match. Yeah, it's like they're getting engaged. Wasn't yeah. that Vanessa and Nick? Exactly. Like, on the air, the the plane date. Yeah. She puked and he was like, she's the one. And
2: he was like, <laughs> I want to make out with her still. And that's, how, that's the attitude Greg comes
0: into this with. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know how I would feel if – you know, I put an oyster down someone's throat, and they immediately right. vomited it up. I'd be like, "Well, that wasn't sexual. That wasn't that wasn't good." They have like a very
2: nice, flirty, natural dynamic, and Greg even says it feels extremely easy. And then he says it doesn't feel like there's six other guys waiting for her at home. I'm sorry, Greg, but there are six other guys, uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, and back at the house, Andrew and Brendan are blowing out in the hot tub. And I just want to point out that usually these hot tubs do not have the jets going because it messes up the sound. They let them have like one jet on in this hot tub.
0: They knew that, you know, the mounting pressure of hometowns. Because they, they need, need it. They needed a jet.
2: <laughs> yeah, they were like, audio be damned. We'll let you have one single jet, a few bubbles. Um, they're just talking again about the importance of a one-on-one date And Andrew's like, yeah, it just makes a huge difference. But then you, like, know what that emotional high is, and you wonder if it's still there. And Andrew is just continuously throughout this episode feeling very confident, which we all know is a
0: classic bad sign in Bachelor World. Yes. And Brendan is feeling very insecure, which, again, a classic sign that, you know, neither of them maybe is safe this week. Poor Brendan. Poor, <laughs> I mean,
2: poor Andrew. Brendan, I feel nothing for because I have no <laughs> idea who he is.
0: <laughs> I feel for his quaff, but that's about it.
2: Yeah, exactly. His hair height is remains remarkable. I will give that to him. And back at their date, Greg and Katie sit down for a little like, post-game chat. Um, they're very cute and playful. And Katie just keeps saying, like, Craig, I couldn't wait to see you. I couldn't wait another day to see you. It had been so long since our first date. You know, normally I'm cool, calm, and collected. But with you, I'm so awkward and I word vomit. You make me giddy. And he's like, are you kidding me? You, like, I make you nervous. You make me nervous. I feel like I'm in high school. Like, they're just very infatuated with each other.
0: Oh, yeah. And I feel like Katie's told him at least last week she did that, like he is a front runner. Like she is into him and he needs to stick around because she basically tells him like, I have this feeling that you're going to leave me. Like what is, you know, like I I'm just so nervous when I'm around you, but I'm so comfortable. Like, please don't leave. Um, Cause it seems like Greg's a little uncomfortable with this process. Um,
2: yeah. We get a lot of what I was wondering if it was going to be, foreshadowing in this episode. like this seems to be a repeated theme where Katie articulates that she's scared Greg is gonna leave and Greg repeatedly says I won't leave, but yes, this is very hard for me and I have a feeling that that conflict is going to come to a head in in some way moving forward. But for now, he's like I'm ready to introduce you to my mom like I ha- I take it really really seriously. It's been a long time since I've introduced someone to my mother, but like I'm ready. Um, and Katie's like, you know, I'm really confident in this relationship. I just need Greg to trust in this process and be patient.
0: Mm-hmm. First of many mom mentions this episode.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. We got to clock them all. This was the least concerning one. Yes. to me.
0: <laughs> yes. Cause I'm sure it's a big deal too. I know Greg and Katie have both lost their fathers. So, you know, it's probably a very big deal for Greg to bring someone home and um their their conversations are always good around this subject, I think, and grief and all that.
2: Yeah, and we see a little bit of that later on. But after the commercial break, we get a little a little uh dip into the men's quarters and we see Michael A on one of his like daily allowed FaceTimes with his son James. Lee, I wanna know as so a cute. parent what you thought of this because <laughs>
0: My heart was melting. It's so authentic and real. Like, he's just so sweet whenever he's FaceTiming with his son. Like, he's just goofy. And, like, he's like, you're my best friend and I miss you. And, like, give me a kiss over FaceTime. Uh, I just want to snuggle you. I just love him. He's You can tell he's uh, like a hands-on dad. Like, his son is the most important thing to him. This has to be, like, torture. It really does. You really have to like someone to kind of, like, give up. Months or weeks with your child, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I imagine it would be really, really difficult for any parent, especially of such a young, a young child, and and also a child that's like old enough to articulate that they miss you and that yeah. like they notice your absence. I would imagine that would be really, really hard. But I just loved getting like a little bit of Michael's dad personality. Like mm-hmm. we got to see him doing like goofy voices, and that was it was just too much it was a little too much for me. I I was <laughs> like, just make this man the, the bachelor tomorrow, uh, if he doesn't end up with
0: Katie. Jason Mesnick vibes for sure. Like yes. you could see Michael is either going to be the bachelor or maybe he'll show up in paradise. Who Michael knows? But he is, will get a second chance at love.
2: <laughs> and Aubrey brought this up last time, but this really is a like all Evan Basses season. And Michael is like the a great, like perfect mix between Jason Mesnick and Evan Bass. Mm -hmm. And so I can really see he's going to do very, obviously he's already done very well and I could see him being a potential bachelor candidate.
0: He will find love this year. Yeah. yeah, He will. (laughs) He will.
2: (laughs) I decree it. Um, So let's get into the night portion of Greg and Katie's date. How did you feel about her outfit?
0: I liked it. Uh, I feel like I, I like most of her looks this season, but I like her so much better when she is in her, like, comfortable mode. Sometimes when she's in these, like, leather looks, I'm like, is this Katie? Like, I I, I don't mean, they're know.
2: really going hard on the, like, uh, nods to the kink esthetic Mm-hmm. I was confused by, like, the one long sleeve and the then no sleeve. It was, like, one-shouldered but a full sleeve. It was an intense look. I felt mixed about it. Outfits aside, they're just, like, gushing about how great their earlier date was. And they're like, we didn't have to do anything extravagant. It was just the two of us. And Katie's like, I I know you get scared, but I get scared too. And, like, again, reiterates, like, I'm afraid that you're going to leave. And she says she sees how the group dates affect him. And she's nervous about the toll that this, like, environment is taking on him. And this is where we hear a little bit more about Greg. He says, it's hard not to feel insecure. And he says that's something he struggled with his whole life. Um, And it's something his sister apparently tells him is, quote, the most unattractive thing about me.
0: I know. I said, ouch, harsh sister. (laughs) Like, what kind of conversations do your sister have? Like, you really need to fix that, Greg. You really, you gotta let go of your insecurities. Also, everyone knows that, like,
2: telling someone who's insecure to be less, less insecure. insecure because it's unattractive is like a recipe for more insecurity.
0: Yeah. Just like the anxieties through the roof. So. Exactly. But yeah, we get a little sense of, you know, he was a small skinny kid. He said he was bullied. And so he's always had this anxiety uh, and insecurities. And then, you know, after his dad died, it kind of triggered it all. And, and I feel like he's just again one of those guys who or girls who comes on this journey and it's just a lot to handle it's like you have to stick it out because you really like the person but emotionally maybe it's a bit taxing on him so
2: yeah we get this sense of of greg and he says like katie's been incredible through all of this and all of his insecurity, and he's like, "Look, I'm all in. I'm all in on you visiting my family, and I'm I'm falling in love with you." And she like starts to tear up as he mm-hmm. says this, and she just says, "I hope you know how I feel." And to me, that says like she is falling for him as well. Mm-hmm. She's she there. wants to say it, but she is holding back. Holding
0: back, but she does say, "There's like this pull." Or this gravity she feels toward him.
2: Um, Katie's like, you know, Greg and I connected on on the deepest level. And, like, hearing that he's falling in love with me is exactly the clarity I needed. And so she offers him the rose. She says, I want to figure things out with you. I want to thrive in what we're creating together. And I really want to meet your mom. It's and sweet. Katie even tells the camera, like, this is a feeling I have perhaps never felt before. Which, like, isn't it? tenth statement. Oh, yeah. And then she says, "Greg is somebody I'm definitely falling in love for." <laughs> with falling in love with like Katie. Falling you know, in love for doesn't make sense. Was she just very drunk?
0: She or- she's just so in love, Emma. She just cannot even find the words to express. But you know, like we we can't end this date without something else that's so Seattle, Washington which is just a downpour, just just rain everywhere, fake rain, intense rom-com vibes.
2: Yeah, we got to talk about the fact that this entire date and like a lot of this episode was really formatted and scored like a classic rom-com. I mean, we get an intense music swell these, like, very intense statements Greg is saying in a voiceover, like, she is exactly what I feel I've been missing in my life as they make out in the (laughs) fake rain, which I imagine several, like, story producers have been enlisted to, like, hold sprinklers just outside the shot, Uh, but it creates a very effective vibe for filming purposes. And Greg and Katie are just soaking wet, basking in it. It must be warm
0: rain because they are. it must be warm rain.
2: Yeah, they're not uncomfortable. They're loving it. They're loving it. They're making out. It was it and what is more rom y than a running and making out in the rain sequence? Like
0: no, nothing. Nothing. It's the beginning of our journey, she yells. Not the end, the beginning. I mean, we're
2: halfway through this, girl. It's 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 the middle of your journey. (laughs) But no, it's starting all over again with Greg. That's how powerful their connection is. And before we get into the next part, I think we need to take a quick break and really ruminate on the beautiful love story we just saw playing out.
1: Can you keep up? I like
2: If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't, (laughs) turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary.
1: With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket.
2: There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six
1: times. Article believes in delightful design for every home.
2: And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices too. And uh, it just really like elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it. So comfortable, so chic also can withstand a whole lot of rain.
1: So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.
2: They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect
1: time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50
2: off your first purchase of $100 or more.
1: 1 in 5 Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should because it's very important.
2: If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel.
1: Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works.
2: Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts
1: to help you start speaking a new language in as little as 3 Get up to sixty percent off at com slash LTSI. Spelled B A B B E L dot com slash L T S I. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: And we're back. So Lee, is it time for us to get into the group date?
0: It's time. Um, the guys are stressed. I'm stressed. Let's <laughs> just get it over with. <laughs> Brendan and Mike P are just waiting. They 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 want that one-on-one, and there's only one up for grabs at this point. Everybody's stressed, but, you know, Justin, Andrew, Blake, Michael A., and Brendan get on the group date, and the card says, There is an art to love. Um, so this means Mike P gets a one-on-one, but our poor guy Brendan, nope, nope, you are on another group date. And he's questioning is really everything. trying.
2: He is really trying to be a good sport about this. Like, Michael is so sweet. He's like, no one's more deserving than Mike right now. We should be celebrating him. And Brendan's like, Mike, I'm so happy for you, buddy. But literally, why am I here? <laughs> And I loved this because I was like, yes, Brendan, this is a very natural way for you to be feeling. He's like, I didn't get time on the group date. I didn't get time on the cocktail. I assume he meant at the cocktail party. (laughs) He's like, I'm still here. Three great guys went home. Why am I still here? And then he just, like, mutters fuck under his breath and gets (laughs) up and leaves. And I was like, relatable. This is the most i've seen of you and the
0: most i've enjoyed of you brendan exactly i'm like you know what i wish i would have known more about brendan after this because he at least he knows like he's like why the fuck am i here he's (laughs) (laughs) no dummy he's like he's
2: like i mean i want to be like brendan unfortunately you're still there because you're she just literally needed seven bodies
0: yeah yeah, yeah. the producers were like you know what? it's a little too soon for you to not you know that's a lot of guys in one week you got to keep like one of these guys exactly um but Brendan's like, I'm getting to the bottom of this. He just, I, st- he storms out of there and you know he is heading somewhere. He's a man on a mission. He's a man on a mission. And that mission is Katie's room. My favorite part <laughs> was that he
2: knocks on the door and then like frantically grabs his lip balm to put it on. He was like, oh my God, I only have a few seconds before, like I haven't put my lip balm on. I was like, Brendan, are your lips extremely dry? Is he and getting ready he for panic? like a kiss? Is Yeah, he like, like does he think that this is leading to a makeout? Because that seems really optimistic. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love that he knocked
0: first too, and then he was like, "Oh crap, my he's my like my oh, lip balm. my lips my lips are so dry, gotta fix it." <laughs> like she just opens the door and he's like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> "But again, so many things about Brendan. Wish I would have like known he was a lip balm guy. Like, yeah, good. these Moistrate are the
2: fun facts." Lips. These are the fun facts we've learned about Brendan. He's very pro-lip moisture. And I respect that. Me too. Katie just seems like shocked to see him and not in a good way.
0: No, she's like, uh, hey, you. Like, who are you again? Like, all of us. She's like, (laughs) oh.
2: "Oh." He's like, hey, you. And she's like, yeah. Hmm. (laughs) And meanwhile, we hear Brendan in an ITM which, like, they clearly set him up to do. He's like, I guarantee if I got a one-on-one, I would get the rose. It's going to go fucking great. And I was like, oh, Brandon, yeah. they just really made you do that. That's yeah. unfortunate. Poor that guy. was probably filmed earlier.
0: He goes in there and he's like, you know what? I'm here to check on you. I just want to know what's going on with you. And shortly after, he's like, you know what? This is about me, too. <laughs> I know this is your journey, but this is about my happiness, too. I'm like, why am I here?
2: <laughs> I love that he was, like, aware that he didn't want to be rude so he didn't want to be like I'm really just here to be like please put me out of my misery yeah he's like how are you (laughs) actually I didn't get the one-on-one what the fuck
0: yeah he's he's turned it real quick
2: Um, he's like look I haven't had a chance to tell you important things about me and my family like the fact that my dad loves beer and he would <laughs> like to drink one with you.
0: <laughs> like it's just like out of the blue. Like, wh- who are you? And 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 is this the important stuff in life? Like, my dad will drink an ice cold Bud Light with you. <laughs> I mean, and it you would don't probably, even know that about me. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, it probably wouldn't be Bud Light because they're in Canada. It would be like I don't know, like a Labatt Blue. You know, he's like, look, this is about you and your happiness, but I also have emotions, which. I will give Brendan that. That is actually fair. And, but he sort of, he starts real strong to the point, And then he starts rambling. And Katie's just like, let's call it. She's like, I got to cut you off right there. And she's like, look, Brendan, you've been bold and intentional. And I'm grateful you've gone out of your way to make me feel special. But like, I just don't think we can get to the same level before Hometowns that I have with all the other guys. Like, it just, just go home
0: now, essentially. And he's like sort of surprised, which,
2: which I'm like surprised, Bridget, but he's like,
0: uh, oh, he's like, I thought this was going to go better. Should I put more lip balm on? Like I'm not <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. We knew where it was going. He knew yes. in his heart that he knew in
2: his heart, like his initial reaction indicated that he kind of knew. Yeah. But Um, he's like, okay, I guess it's time for me to leave. And it seems to be, like, fairly late because it looks like the other guys are sleeping. Before Brendan leaves,
0: he knocks on a door. I know. This is the stuff that we need to see more of. Like, what is happening with Blake and Brendan?
2: Yeah. So some news uh, came out recently Apparently, Brendan and Blake knew each other from home, played on the same hockey team, and Blake literally like referred Brendan to the show.
0: And yeah, like told you need to, to go, go on the show.
2: And apparently, they had an entire conversation about this connection, an entire sort of like hashing out. Buddy, why would you tell me to like come here and then show up yourself? <laughs> like, apparently, all of this was discussed, and we got none of it. None they were just it. like Brendan you are so unimportant to this narrative that we will not even tell the people about your, like, very real connection to the incoming, like, frontrunner.
0: Yeah, and, but we will give the time for you to say goodbye. It uh, made no
2: sense. It was so weird.
0: <laughs> to this friend, but we'll we'll show it and we won't explain any context around it. And you yeah, won't say goodbye and you're to like, anybody
2: else. When did he Blake? get so close with Blake? Before the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now now we know. So the next morning, Blake is the one who kind of delivers the news to all the other dudes that, like, Brendan came by his room last night and he got sent home. And no one's exactly sure what happened, like, in that conversation between Brendan and Katie because Brendan didn't exactly elaborate. But the men are just, like, shook. I mean, They're from sure. here on out, it's like every person that leaves really rocks their entire dynamic, which Even I Brendan. get. Even Even Brendan. He's apparently (laughs) more of an entity to these men than uh, has been shown.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it could be like anyone could leave. A boom operator could leave and they are shook. They are just, they don't know what's happening. Like, it feels
2: quick, understandably. It is quick. And Michael's like, I, there's going to be a rose on this group date. Like, I need to get a lot of questions answered about, you know, Katie being a step-parent to my child. and. Katie is out here wearing a very sweet floral wrap dress. And she's like, I know I'm going to have to make some really tough decisions this week. But let's defer that for a minute. Because I want to have some fun. I want these guys to loosen up. And how late do you think they go about this loosening?
0: You know, there's no better way than to bring out some paintings of a vulva. Just... Beautiful floral depictions to just get the guys in in, in the mood, loosen them up a bit, let that stress go, let that hometown stress go and just stare at some beautiful art self portraits um, (laughs) of vaginas. It's great.
2: (laughs) I mean, I appreciate the vulva centric art exhibit that they are brought into was, you know, reminiscent of Georgia O'Keeffe, frankly, which I think (laughs) is a real compliment to artist Jacqueline Secor, who is sort of running, helping run
0: this date. Well, you know, as Blake says, it's flowery with a twist. With a twist. (laughs) With a
2: twist. Um, They're sort of like, okay, dudes, can you explain what you're seeing? And Justin's like, I see a bunch of flowers that aren't just flowers.
0: He's very aware. Uh, <laughs> They're just, you know, he Andrew, is an artist, too.
2: Andrew can't <laughs> even, like, finish a sentence. He can't even make a, a euphemistic joke. And then Jacqueline comes in, and she's like, Blake, what do you, burgeoning art critic, think of this particular painting? And Blake, for some reason, is s- describes the painting as messy and aggressive. Yeah, I'm like, I don't get those vibes. I was but. like, it's Florals coming out of a vulva. Like, what is aggressive about? Like, it's literally like a bed of
0: like daisies. And then of course Jacqueline's like, well, that's interesting because it's it's my self-portrait. So apparently, you know, her her vulva is aggressive and messy. And I mean, not godly. the way I want my vulva
2: described. Yeah, personally. no, thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but now they have to make their own sensual, sensual art. art. Which, Which yeah, boy. means a lot like a lot of different things to each one of them. <laughs> um,
2: they were apparently given a choice of mediums. All of the men seem to choose paint except for Michael, who bravely goes with clay. Yeah. Really respect it. Me too. And we see, you know, Justin painting his signature rose. He's like, I feel a lot of pressure. I'm an actual artist here. <laughs> katie's like giving encouragement she's just like loving this she loves just like embarrassing the shit out of these soft boys oh yeah and i don't blame her she's like cheersing them with champagne like making out with andrew for inspiration in front of all of the other (laughs) men and justin just like looks straight at the camera and widens his eyes in one of those like signature a plus facial expressions very
0: memeable yeah, so mutable. And then, of course, there's Blake, who's just like, I'm trying to make a canvas of feelings and emotions, but he is not an art guy. Uh, it's not about at art. all. It's not, not about into art. it. Which, like he, Blake, that's not a good look to be like. I hate all art. Yeah, he Ugh. he just thinks everything's messy and aggressive, apparently, but not his artwork.
2: <laughs> and then you know, it's time for them to share. Michael goes first, very seriously presenting a sculpture of a butt called Rear View, which I thought was pretty good. It's so cute. Justin's like, I don't think Michael has seen Katie's ass, but I'm hoping that this is not an accurate <laughs> depiction, which he tried his best, fair enough. Um Justin does some a painting of their journey, which like again, he does his signature rose Add some ocean weight. And then there's just like a lot of stick figures. I'm like, I'm like wait, you're an artist. <laughs> you're the art, you're the painter. You're the literal painter who does like hyper realistic scenes. Yeah. I think my daughter like drew a similar picture
0: this afternoon.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think Teddy could do a better job. I was like, Justin, this is not your best showing.
0: The rose is is good, but he's had a lot of practice with but, that. But like, you
2: got to do more than one thing, yeah. you know? Expand your repertoire.
0: And then Andrew just paints sushi going into his mouth to symbolize how much they both love food they're they're foodies um she was into it though katie was into the sushi art. i mean
2: he's like i'm looking to eat my way to her heart with a painting (laughs) of sushi and like i'm sorry this was like a very vulva centric date i was just like andrew i'm trying to get my head out of the gutter here but like i hope for katie she gets lots of Great eating in her life. Um, sorry, sorry, I apologize. <laughs> Moving on. Blake then goes last, and his painting gets the full black box treatment from the network.
0: And of course me being like, you know, in my mom mode was like, why are I, Why did he just draw like a black square? And then they started to describe the art, and I was like, oh. are like, this oh, it's is, sexy. This is uh, titled life, but life meaning like... Creating
2: life? (laughs) I was like, yeah. I was like, it must just be like two stick figures in missionary position or something like that. Uh, He's like, I'm an unapologetically sexual open person. We get it,
0: Blake. yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, "Yeah." he's like, this is a representation of one of the most beautiful things humans can do on a daily basis. And Justin is just like, if there's one thing Blake will do, (laughs) it's double down. That boy is a fool. And I was like, Justin—
0: you're correct. He he is correct. Like I will flat out say that I'm just not, I am not a Blake fan. Like I, and these are the reasons why I'm just not that because he's an open sexual person. But like I just feel like who are you? Like from Claire season to Tasha season to this to knowing that he like effed over his friend Brendan by showing up on this season. I don't know. I just I don't know who Blake is. But yeah, he's just well not you're not really on
2: the same page as Harry who exclusively in our notes doc puts in angry (laughs) comments about Blake because he hates him. Um, I have said this before, but, like, I was so prepared to hate Blake so much that, like, he's better than I thought he was going to be. And I think he's definitely not my taste, but it's clear that he and Katie are really into each other. But, yeah, his showing here was not, it was not impressive to me. So let's get into the nighttime portion. Um, Katie is, like, Looking really good. I really liked this outfit. She's wearing like a pink sequin mini dress with a chic white blazer over top. Yeah, beautiful, I like glowy it.
0: makeup.
2: She looked Ooh, great. She looked fantastic. She and Blake chat, like, I guess the, the takeaway from that conversation is that he he basically tells her, like, I'm really into you. I'm so in for you. I want you to meet my family. But I'm, I'm not in love with you at this point. Like, it's too soon. I'm not in love with you. I'm not going to lie to you. But I feel like it's inevitable that I'm going to fall in love with you because yeah. of the pace that we're going. And she's like, okay. But, you know, the disadvantage Blake has is that he just, like, came in a little bit late.
0: Yeah. But he's so cocky and confident like he's just like it's very fucking inevitable we're oh, gonna he's fall very in confident love. and this is a through line
2: i think we see with blake in all of his seasons he's overconfident guy but when the other person is also into him it like kind of works in his favor
0: yeah it's true it and really Katie, goes one way Katie or the other really is into him i feel yeah. like with if any of the other guys was like i'm not in love right now but i will be she would have been like eh. but because it's blake She's still all in. Like I you think she tell. feels
2: like he gets her and she gets him. So there's yeah. like a little more latitude given they there. They have
0: a natural uh, chemistry definitely between them.
2: I agree. Justin uh, has painted Katie a, a much better painting than his journey painting, although it does still contain a lot of roses. Again, Justin, expand. Um, and he's like, just like the butterflies in this painting, I was in a cocoon of feelings. <laughs> And you've helped me get out of that cocoon and emerge as the beautiful Justin butterfly I was always meant to be. And it's, they it's make poetic. Out. It's
0: poetic. It's Poetic. Katie is into it. Um, I just want to know when he painted that. <laughs> like, when did you have? Yeah, is was that the, just in between?
2: <laughs> is this something that he's been like working on on the side for weeks, just like waiting for this moment? Like, well, I guess we'll never know.
0: We we won't, but Katie was into it. She says their connection's strong and easy and natural. Um, But, yeah, we don't get a ton of Justin time. Um, This whole episode,
1: really. Yeah, they like each
0: other, but that's really all I know about it. He likes roses, butterflies. And Katie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, Katie chats with Michael A. Now, this is the one we want to see because he's got a big choice to make. Again, he's bringing Katie home to meet his son, Um, There's another layer to it for him. Um, But they don't really, like, get too much into his single parenthood.
2: Right. This is what I thought was odd. Is like, Michael is very much like, I need to ask Katie the important questions. And in my mind, that's like, yeah, talking about, you know, his financial responsibilities to Mm -hmm. his in-laws that he apparently has or, like, the fact that he wouldn't be able to move easily. Um, and how Katie would sort of fit into his life if she was to, like, join him and become, you know, a parent to his child. Like, these are big things they need to talk about. But what we see is that she sort of, like, brings it up first, and she's like, so are, are you ready? Like, I don't want to force something that, you know, we aren't ready for. Like, just let me know. And he's really into her. So he's like, yeah, like, great. I'm so glad you understand me. And mm-hmm. her answer to this is sort of, you know, if it's us in the end, we'll figure it out. And Michael's like, yeah, we'll figure it out. And I was just like, But
0: well, yeah. That's so not how more. it
2: works. Like there's a lot of there are a lot of logistical questions here.
0: Yeah, because she, you know, her whole thing was like, It you know, life with you and James seems like a dream. And uh but it's but like you're a parent. It's not yeah, it's,
1: it's 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 real. It's not, not a dream. Yeah, it's
0: not a dreamscape. Uh it's it's a beautiful thing to come into a family who had, you know, with a child and to raise that child. If you really, really love the person that you're, you're doing that for. Um, But yeah, they didn't really talk about like the, I don't know, all the complications that come with that in terms of like, will she move for him? Will he move for her? Uh, You know, is this something that she wants? Because in the beginning she always said like, I don't even know if I want kids. Like maybe that's not even something that's, a part of my, you know. Right. And how future. aware is
2: she of, like, what that would look like on a daily basis? Like, these are all open questions that would be, like, fair for both of them, you know, to want yeah. answered. And I think we get a little bit of, like, a rose-colored glasses surface level conversation here. I mean, it's very I think, very yeah, sweet. Michael definitely
0: falls for it, too. He's like, I can assure you, like, no one can love you like I can. He definitely is, like, in the moment with Katie yeah, but and I think I they both are. That he'll Yeah, I, I can sense that he's might unravel a little bit when he starts to really think about, like, I agree. what's happening here. I agree. Like,
2: I've said for a while that I feel like Michael self-eliminates, and I still sort hmm. of feel that way. Like, I thought he was going to self-eliminate this episode. He did not, um, but I still think there's a chance that he will. It just feels like, as you said, he hasn't confronted the – real kind of
0: concrete questions that are in front of him yeah and i think right now he just wants to find like that love because as he keeps saying like i can be the best version of myself if i'm happy and love will make me happy um i don't know if katie is like his person but i think the process he's kind of falling for you know what i mean like He's now in the final four. He could sense that this could be somebody who could be in his life forever. But when he starts to think about it, I do kind of see what you're saying with like the self elimination thing. Yeah, uh, they don't show any clips either of like hometowns, you know, or right? Her, we like, don't meeting, see his son, which usually which we normally would. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they push that narrative a lot with the single parents on the show and and the lead meeting kids and. They exactly. didn't give us any of that. So good foreshadowing, maybe. Yeah, Emma. there's. A lot, like, I feel
2: that there's a lot of foreshadowing actually being set up in this episode. Um, so to sort of round out the date, Andrew and Katie have a conversation about his career moving forward. He's like, football's basically been my life for 20 years. And he says, basically, for their relationship, if it were to move forward, he would be willing to to be done with football. I mean, I assume this is something he had already been considering, but, like, that's a very big thing. And she really, really encourages him here and really reassures him here, um, which in light of what happens later, I found, like, sort of annoying. Like, she's like, maybe we'll just hold off on having children cause we'll, or we'll just live in two places. Like, live your dreams like I would be there with you like I completely understand why this conversation would
0: leave Andrew feeling very confident oh absolutely and she pulls the whole like we'll figure it out like if we're meant to be like everything will fall into place like she did kind of with Michael It seems to be her line yeah Yeah, but when you say it to a, a like a guy who you know is fighting for your affections he's gonna believe that he's the front runner, at least, like, towards the top, if you're going to tell a guy, like, maybe we'll wait to have kids until you, like, end your football career. Right. Um, So, of course, Andrew's going to go into, like, the elimination confident because I feel like she gave him a ton of great feedback. Like, I I thought they were pretty solid. Me too. I was like, this connection is so much
2: more solid than her relationship with Justin. You know, and she, he even, you know, recreates their one-on-one date he has her like grab a hanging letter and she opens it and it says i'm falling for you um and ultimately katie gathers all of the men she gives a little like nod to each of them and what they did so well on the date but michael a ultimately gets the rose um andrew is very surprised by this and he's like i felt like it was just us tonight and i don't want to put so much into this and it all be for naught." which yeah again foreshadowing
0: Poor Andrew. But, but I, get I did why understand. Katie, yeah, yeah, like I got Katie it. wants to give it to Michael to be like, listen, I'm not going to make him like sweat it out at the rose ceremony. Yeah, when, like he has
2: a kid. Yeah. They're having this conversation. Like she, I, I get why like she would give the rose to him. That's probably what I would have done too.
0: Yeah. And we all love Michael. He's so sweet. I love Michael. Michael
2: yeah. and Andrew. I mean, uh, frankly, like the group of guys she has at the end are just like Great. pretty much like really good. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the fatal Mike P (laughs) one-on-one.
0: What are your feelings for Mike P? You know,
2: I always have like weird feelings about purity culture, about, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I look at someone like Mike P and I think he's really lovely. And I think his showing on the show has been really generous. He seems to get along with all the other men. So I have nothing like against him on a personal level, but certainly I look at him and I'm like, our value systems and worldviews likely would
0: not match up. Which is how I feel about him and Katie. It's the same Same. thing. It's like Peter and Madison when we would watch that season and we knew where it was going and we knew their values didn't align. It's the same thing.
2: We're like, Madison doesn't want to (laughs) fuck
0: and Peter (laughs) loves partying.
2: This is not going to
0: work. This is not going to work. I mean, it's, It went down many different roads from there. (laughs) Mike P. seems like a really sweet guy, but Katie, it just doesn't seem like a match from the beginning. But you know what? To make sure that they have a physical connection, she decides it's time to have a cuddle. A a cuddle cuddle date. With a cuddle expert. Yeah, Katie's like
2: (laughs) out here wearing like another casual outfit, gray t-shirt, black skinny jeans, like the side parting millennial that she is. And Katie's (laughs) like, look, I thought I would never date a virgin. But he continues to amaze me with his perspective on life and the way he carries himself. And we have an emotional connection. So let's just see if we can turn this sucker sexual. And (laughs) as you said, Lee, they enlist cuddle queen Jean. To help them on this journey
0: which what a great job you know what i'm i'm looking for a job and i'm down to be a cuddle yeah. queen lee <laughs> yeah C- cuddle queen lee honestly i would take advice from you
2: you're very soothing minus the purity cloths but everything
0: else what
2: were these outfits like I- oh my god so like yeah they they make them get change into these like white cotton outfits katie's looks like a very Normal, like like, a
0: target, a little target, target, like pajama
2: set, and like Mike's is like a full tunic and linen pants. Like they didn't even (laughs) look like they existed in the same sphere, even they were just like both in white. Yeah. Um, Mike is immediately deeply uncomfortable.
0: I mean, this is what they do though to the virgins on the show. They just constantly make them being a virgin doesn't mean you're uncomfortable with like basic physical touch. It's true.
2: Um, And immediately, I want to call out, because the music cues were so important this episode, immediately, as soon as they change outfits, we get awkward music cues. Mm -hmm. And those kind of go on the entire date. And we know from that, this is not going to go well. This is not going to be romantic.
0: It signals a lot for us. Um, I mean, they're just giggling and hugging and laughing and it's just awkward it is so awkward even Cuddle Queen Jean is like she's like I've never seen anything like this. this is appalling this is appalling to me and this is where a theme (laughs) emerges
2: I think we may have a clip of some comments that Mike repeatedly makes during this date
1: Katie's very calming she is
2: a nurturer and man do I love nurturers she reminds me of my mom My mom brings a nurturing touch to everything and every situation that she comes in contact with. Katie does the same thing. When I was younger, my mom and my sisters, when my dad was at work, they'd be watching TV, and, you know, my mom would be scratching my head and I'd be passed out sleeping. Like, that physical touch is everything to me. My mom's the best woman I know, but Katie is a better cuddler. There's no question about it. Uh, My mom's going to hate me for saying that, but at some point, every boy has to move on. (laughs)
0: Feelings. I li- we literally oh are Katie and Mike P on this date. We were just <laughs> oh giggling. God.
2: We were cringing. I, I was. I've heard this multiple times, and but, I'm.
0: Ga- I but I hearing was, it and not seeing it is. Just, I mean, all of it feeling. together
2: is overwhelming. Like Mike, I I just feel that in general, it's a misstep to repeatedly reference your mother during a date, specifically catering to, like, like with the explicit purpose of turning your relationship sexual.
0: Yeah, sexual, physical touch. Like, we're not yeah. talking mom head scratches here, Mike. We are talking, I like, was just like,
2: look, I think it's lovely that you love your mother. That's a wonderful thing. But I think there is, like, a weird strain in certain conservative circles where it's this very explicit idea that, like, you've been cared for by your mother, and then you find a wife who then— essentially becomes so mother. your mother yeah and that just doesn't work for
0: me or for katie
2: or for katie <laughs> because- And you know meanwhile the back at the resort like blake and the other guys are just discussing you know mike's virginity yes but his like general discomfort with sexuality and they're like i don't know if he really fits with katie and blake says you know that's kind of a huge hurdle i frankly agree agree with Blake here. Like, again, I'm not the biggest Blake fan, but, like, I don't think that he's wrong. And and Andrew sort of steps in to defend Mike, and he's like, look, I had an explicit conversation with Mike about this. He's 31. He's had girlfriends. He's not oblivious. Like, he's done sexual things. Like, he's, you know, he's been in relationships. Like, he's not so new to this, as you might think. And like Blake sort of reiterates, which again, I agree that he's like, look, Mike seems like a really nice guy, but when you're talking about two people's lives lining up, I don't see their lives lining up. And like, sure. Blake has some self-interest in this. He doesn't want Mike to quote unquote, win Katie, but he's also correct.
0: He's right. And you know what? After, after the mom stuff, (laughs) This conversation, like, just hit home. It's like, yeah, they are very different. And even though Mike has had relationships with women and has, you know, done a few things. Done some stuff that we don't know,
2: but some stuff.
0: He also loves his mom and. (laughs) A little too much. (laughs) A
2: little too much. So back on the date, Mike is just, like, sitting alone on a bench in the middle of the woods processing some shit. And Katie comes back weeping. This is not a great sign. Mike's face falls and he's just like, God damn it. Okay. He seems to know. Sort of like what happened with Connor. Yeah. Uh, and, but she doesn't even wait long no, enough for him to change his clothes. she from the woods. Like, yeah. Same tearful. outfit. Yeah, tearful. And this is sort of seems to be Katie's thing. Like, she tries to be very direct, which I do really appreciate. But she also always arrives kind of crying. And so the men are always in the position to comfort her while mm-hmm. they're being rejected um you know she sits down she's like look mike i ha- i really did have an amazing time with you today and i feel bonded to you but other relationships are stronger like yeah and i just don't think it would be fair like i think you need to go home and mike like really takes this in stride
0: he really does but again it's like these guys kind of want katie to be comfortable in the moment. (laughs) You know what I mean? Even when they're getting their heart broken, they're just like, as long as you're okay, I'm okay. I know, they're (laughs) so generous. They're like, I'll respect you
2: forever. You're actually perfect. You're going to be the perfect mother, the perfect wife. I mean, normally- It was was was, sweet. Oh, it was so sweet. And again, I'm in awe because I'm like, I- Am much pettier when I'm getting broken up
0: with. Oh yeah, I would be like, "What the <laughs> hell? I just cuddled with you." Yeah, be like, I just fuck told you <laughs> you're like my mom.
2: <laughs> it's you no. Know, normally we get a little bit more like anger or pettiness, and with these men, like we, it's really sweet. Like they're they just give her a lot of generosity, and yeah. I'm like sort of in awe of it. I think Katie she handles
1: them very well. Like the guys, the process. yeah, they seem to really respect her and really yeah. believe that she's
2: in it for them and seeing them, like they all f- seem to feel really acknowledged, which is which is nice.
0: Yeah, she's very open with them. Um, I mean, Mike says she's incredible. And
2: on that sweet, sweet note, let's take a quick break. Can
0: you keep up? I like loving.
2: Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. Just in time for the Rose ceremony, which Lee, I assume you noted, came at a point where we were like, not close enough to the end of the show.
0: Yeah, I was like, wait, are there like 30 minutes left, Like not the typical five minutes where they tease who gets the rose? Oh, we knew something was. There was coming.
2: gonna be a twist here. Greg and Michael have roses, so they arrive at the ceremony first. Which means Justin, Andrew, and Blake are roseless. There are just two roses sitting on a pedestal, beckoning to the men, having them ask who will get me. Meanwhile, Tasha and Caitlin are talking to Katie about hometowns and the weight that these roses hold, and Katie's like, "I just want to find my person, and now I'm just asking myself, like, can I see myself walking away from from this with each of these guys?" And she's. For the kind of first time, like, really starting to doubt her ability to make these tough choices. It's really coming down to the wire. Before, she could, like, weed out the dudes she felt mediocre about. Yeah. Now it's all people that she really
0: likes. And she admits, like, this is the, you know, one rose ceremony so far that has been very hard for her. I mean, these final five are are great. She has a connection with each of them. You know, last week we saw her let go of a ton of guys, but again, like she still had the Brendan's and the Mike P's to like cut loose, but there was still fat
2: left to cut. And now it's it's real leaned out. It's
0: real lean meat. Yeah.
2: I think Katie's really starting to contemplate whether monogamy is for her, frankly. Yeah. Like, is it time for her to have multiple husbands? You know, you you never know. Maybe they're into that. (laughs) And Andrew
0: is very confident, which again, feels bad like sign. a bad sign yeah, yeah not great <laughs> not a great sign the whole episode we've just gotten so many andrew clips of just like it's us i like, like katie's oh, for man me. buddy yeah, oh, i
2: love andrew so much too. katie enters in a, another pink dress this one is like very neon and she's like look guys this is serious a rose tonight means i meet your families and it's not something i take lightly And she reiterates that she really does see her husband in the room and, you know, sort of impresses upon them. If you accept a rose, it also means you see a future with me. Blake gets the first rose. Then Justin. I was shook. What were you thinking? I was surprised.
0: I, you know, we didn't really get a lot of her and Justin. So I just assumed... Oh, he's, he's the one that's going to be going home because they, but then again, they were giving Andrew so much screen time. He was too confident. We should have known.
2: (laughs) And a a tearful Katie is like, Andrew, I want to walk you out. And they sit down and she's like, you're such an amazing man. You give a hundred percent, like percent. That's what you deserve. And it's not what I can give you. And she basically says like, I couldn't look your mom and sister in the eye and tell them what they would want to hear. And I'm building stronger connections and quote, you deserve more than what I can give you.
0: And then Andrew, uh, he's just like it's really sad. You deserve to find a great love and I will hold you like forever in my heart. It's just poor Andrew. I mean, the the two of them like were the way they were saying goodbye just felt like rushed or like unfinished or something. I don't know. I think we found it's out also it maybe was a little bit.
2: I mean, I think, frankly, when you get to this point, it's always rushed with these people. Like, that's not normally how a breakup works, right? Yeah. Usually, you get to have a couple conversations. You don't just like have to say everything you feel in a moment of shock in two minutes and then never speak to the person again. Exactly, which is what happens sometimes with these well, guys. Well, this process
0: too. Like, you know, you're at the pinnacle of like with somebody, right. and then the next day. You're broken up with, like it's just it's and like
2: it's not out of on this emotions. bubble, and like yeah, it must make you feel totally out of whack. Um, our producer Harry, his theory is that like Katie had a a more friendly relationship with Andrew ultimately, but didn't like feel the deep sexual attraction, so she didn't want to take him to overnights, and so she was like, I gotta dump him before I meet his lovely family. And I think that's an interesting theory. I could see that. My only counter to that is that she loves to make out with Andrew. Oh, yeah.
0: they. I feel like they're always just kissing all They're the just time. like
2: always making out. I mean, to the very end, as we see, they're just like, she just keeps apologizing and he keeps reassuring her. Again, these men
0: are so fucking generous when getting broken up with. Like, I would be pissed if I were him. I'd be like, we just spoke about, like, how we're going to wait to have kids till I, like, finish yeah, my football Yeah, like, you told me career. all this shit.
2: Like, what?
0: Um,
2: oh, Andrew fine. sort of has a little breakdown in the car. He's like, I poured myself into every little bit of this, and she had stronger connections with everyone else. Obviously, she knows what husband she's looking for, and it's not me. I was, oh. like, crying
0: at this point. I love Andrew. And so was Katie. Like, we see Katie, like, totally break down after this she's like crying to a producer. It's like the first time she's not confident. Um, Now she's like second guessing herself. And we know there's like a good 12 to 15 minutes left of the episode. So something's "Something's coming. coming. Something's coming. So the next day, you know, the
2: guys are processing, they're clearly in like next week mode. They're like heading into this week. It's big week. But were worried about Katie because that was like very traumatizing last night. Justin was like, I didn't even sleep. There was so much to process. And meanwhile, Katie is sitting in her room being a sad sack on her couch. And she's like, Andrew, something someone I'll always think about. And sending him home was
1: extremely difficult. I miss him. And then <gasps> there's a knock on the door and it's not Brendan. It's Andrew. <laughs> Thank God.
2: <laughs> she's much happier to see
0: Andrew than Brendan. <laughs> And it's, like, as if they hadn't seen each other in, like, two weeks. Like, she's, like, oh, my God, hi. <laughs> I'm, like, did you guys see each other last night or, like, was like a week ago? Wasn't or... that, like,
2: four hours ago? Because yeah, you finished like, filming Rose Ceremonies at, like, 6 a.m. I'm like, yeah. what?
0: But, but it's cute. I mean, it is really she's cute. happy to see him. I think they didn't have, like, the closure they needed. You know,
2: I, I would imagine that, like, clearly Katie has really strong affection for him. And he has really strong affection for her. And even if it wasn't the, you know, be all, end all, right, ultimate connection, like, this was a really, really caring relationship full of a lot of mutual respect. And I feel like Andrew was like, look, I want to kind of end this how we began. I want to be laughing with you. And I want to feel like, I want us to end on a good note, essentially. Mm -hmm. And Katie, like, immediately starts crying. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And she was like, you know, saying goodbye to you is so hard. She basically tells him that it was the first decision she wasn't really confident in. Which you're like, poor guy. Like, does he need to know this? That like maybe I know she, I couldn't she was second. I was guessing curious it? for your for your take on that.
2: Cause I was like, I couldn't decide whether Katie, like, disclosing her doubts was kind or cruel. Like I guess in a sense it's validating and he seemed to feel validated by it. But like if that was me, I would sort of feel like that left the door open. Yeah, it's like, it's oh, confusing. well, if you're not
0: confident, then like you got it wrong. I think she just like confuses him because I would be confused if somebody told me like, you know, I still really, really, really like you, but I had to make a decision. and And I might have chosen wrong. Yeah, that made me feel like worse for him a little bit. And then it kind of opens probably his heart a little bit to be like, oh, well, maybe there's still a chance, right. which is kind and of what we see. Like, he, exactly, he's there for a second chance if she's, uh, you know, open to it. It's weird. It's like he's there for a second chance maybe, but
2: also, like, mostly there for closure. Like, I wasn't exactly clear on that. Like, he's like, look, I'm proud of you. I love the woman you are, and that gives me comfort even through the pain. And they both affirm, like, I'm so glad I met you. They hug it out again. And Katie's like, I'm so glad you stopped by. Great. We had this postmortem. I feel good. Like, safe travels. Zoom in on an envelope in Andrew's back pocket that he slyly grabs. So he gives this to her before he says goodbye. And he's like, read it when I'm gone. Like, don't read it yet. She waits like he's 10 steps (laughs) out of the room to read this note. She sees this sweet message. If
0: you change your mind, I'll be waiting. And it like shakes her to the core. She changes her mind completely. She just need, she needs to run after him barefoot.
2: She needs to see him again for some reason. For frankly, more for her benefit than his. And she just begins an epic chase. She runs down the hallway,
0: down the stairs. It's so rom com again. It's like we are back at the Seattle date, except with a new guy. They're in an airport. It's like one of those,
2: like, chase them through the airport
0: scenes. It's like, get in a taxi and make your way, yes, to the airport before he boards the flight. Except
2: that, like Harry Burns, you need, you're in traffic, and you need to get out and run there. That's how these things always work. We know the playbook. And I think we actually have a clip of this moment and the intense rom-com dramatic music cues. I mean, mean, damn!
0: without without the visual and all that panting, anything could be happening right there. Like, (laughs) who knows what was going on between those two, but it was
2: (laughs) emotive. I mean, very emotive. And this is when Katie poses a question to Andrew. She says she's clearly, like, so moved by him. And she's sort of desperate for a way to make it all work, leave her options open and, like, not hurt him not let him go she knows he's such a great guy she says if there's a way to stay a little longer would you want to and my reaction to this was like on the one hand this feels like a really human impulse on katie's part but i also thought it was a little bit
0: unfair to andrew oh yeah what did you think a lot a bit unfair like i I just felt like you can't have everyone katie like you you can't play with this guy's emotions too like he did say on the card like i'll be waiting if there's a second chance but it's like but then you give it to him and it kind of just feels like i don't know an well, it's like you can stay
2: another week and then i'll probably send you home after like what you, you want to say no she doesn't say like let's just keep going because there's like True. I think it might be. I made, a I made
1: a mistake. Yeah, she's like, like, like she does A little longer.
2: <laughs> she doesn't sound particularly confident in her own assessment, and you just see Andrew's face sort of like really take this in, kind of contort, and she she very much realizes she's put him in a weird position. So she's like, "Look, you can say yes, you can say no, like whatever you want to do." Um, and he's like, "Look, it's really tough, but the rejection happened, and I feel." hurt in this place. Yeah. And afterwards, and he's, he's sort of debriefing and he says to the producers, like, I'd love nothing more than to be with her. She sprinted down the stairs and I still said no. But I want my future wife to choose me and I wasn't chosen. So I had to say no. I don't want to go through this with her again. I don't want to be sitting at a rose ceremony waiting to not be
0: chosen again. I mean, he's, I just love him. I love him. He just him. got it. Like, he." Some guys would have been like, "Yes, I will. Let's let's continue this journey. Like, I, I want to come back on the show." And he realized, like, "No, she's probably gonna hurt me again. She didn't choose me. It's not a good feeling to not be like somebody's first choice, second choice, third choice, fourth choice." Um, I'm proud of him in this. Sh- uh, like, I'm just proud. Uh, me too, of Andrew.
2: I thought it was great. I thought he. I'm like really his mom responded. right now. You know, I know what? Like, go Andrew. <laughs> I also thought this really set him up for a potential Bachelor run. Mm-hmm. I swear it's between him and Michael A. Yeah. Unless Michael A. somehow makes it to the end. But I think we – our prediction is that it's going to be Greg and, and Blake mm-hmm. at the end. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Andrew and Michael are sort of our strongest Bachelor contenders right now. Yeah. Um, and I would be very happy with either of them. Then before Andrew officially gets in the car and drives away again, they're both like, you're the best. No, you're the best. And then she's like, want to make out. Yeah, like (laughs) once more. One last kiss.
0: It's not one last kiss. It's like a whole makeout set. I was like, wait, what? Like, that's. I mean, get down, you guys. Like, I guess God bless. I get it. But man, Katie just like, she wants it all. Like, she can't. She wants wants, it all. Women can, can
2: in fact, have it all if they're the Bachelorette Lee.
0: That's what we've learned. Make out, hug goodbye. Katie says, she admits, you know, this journey just wasn't for us in the end. But she cares about him. Um, But, you know, with every goodbye, every with every goodbye makeout session, she is one step closer to finding her actual husband.
2: (laughs) And so uh, I guess there will be several goodbye makeout sessions uh, in her near future. She's just checking. She's just making sure. Like, yeah. do I want to give this up? Exactly. <laughs> One last test. Like, how good was that? <laughs> how good are they at making out? Uh, and then in the credit scene, we get a little, a little uh, scene with Greg and Katie, where he is telling a very extended dad joke about olives. And I, I'm sorry, Greg just charms me. He's adorable. He really does. He's adorable.
0: You know, it was a lot of mom stuff and we just needed a little nod to dad and and Greg gave it to us.
2: (laughs) And now it's time for love to see it, hate to see it, where we pick out the moments that we love to see and hate to see. Let's start off with love to see it. I cheated a little bit with this one. It wasn't really one moment so much as a whole vibe, which is just the overwhelming amount of sweetness we saw between the men and, like, towards Katie, but specifically between the men and how supportive they are with each other. Cast
0: more emotive dudes. This is great. I truly love to see it. I love to see it, too. These guys are just little sweethearts, Katie loves them. They love Katie. They love each other. They love... We love them. I mean... I mean... I can't get enough. Can't get enough. And now, hate to see it. You know, you hate to see it. You also hate to hear it. Just Mike P. repeatedly referencing his mom during a date that was specifically intended to just, you know, increase the libido, his romantic (laughs) physical intimacy with Katie... Like, um, this is
2: not a major infraction. We get it. We're just ribbing on him. But, like, there was, I had a minor ick factor here.
1: I, I was had a major
2: like, ick factor. Ugh, like, oh, like, Ugh. that's how I felt inside my soul. Yeah.
0: You hate to see it.
2: <laughs> you hate to see it. And finally, I kind of hated to see Katie asking Andrew to stay for a little while after dumping him and telling him explicitly that she had stronger connections with other people. Just let him go, Katie. Just let him go. Let him go and let, let him, him let him thrive, let him fly off into bachelor world, perhaps to paradise or or on to the next season of The Bachelor. Just let our little
0: Andrew thrive. And you know, let his lips go too. You know, you don't need to make out with him again. Just Set him free. Set him free and set those lips free
2: to make out with, you know, 30 other lucky women when he is perhaps The Bachelor. Uh, And let's talk about the sex positivity rating for this episode. I mean, it wasn't like the most sexual of episodes, but we did get an extensive scene really normalizing some beautiful vulva-centric paintings. As with all of these sex positive things, they... Lean really heavily on euphemisms because of the network. And I would have loved to see them like say the word vulva. Yeah. Amazing. But just like masturbate, nope. it cannot be named. So I I don't know, what do you think, Lee? Like a seven,
0: seven and a half for this one? Yeah, a good seven and a half works for me, but yeah, let's let's free the vulva, you know? Free ABC, the vulva,
2: free, the vulva. free, free the vulva. Andrew's <laughs> lips. We're freeing all of it. Just a lot of liberation happening. <laughs> and on that note. That's it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Thank you so much to Lee Blickley for filling in for Claire. Love to See It is produced by Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. And this episode was edited by Harry Huggins. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. And if you like the show, Please, please rate us five stars and leave us a review. And most importantly, tell all of your friends who used to listen to us and to Lee on Here to Make Friends. Help us get the word out about our new (laughs) names.
1: Stitcher.